0: Blog Talk Radio
1: From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Mohammed, soldier, scientist,
2: scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest.
0: Not
2: so mad, sign on Black Hole Radio. Hi, alaykum. And I am so thankful by the grace of Allah to be back on the air with you all tonight. I am thankful to Allah. After being quiet in these past four weeks or so, having so many things that I wanted to share, so many things that I wanted to say, that for God's purposes, I was not able to say anything at all. That being said, I have been blessed to be able to get on the air now. The mode of tonight's program is titled, There is So, So Much That We Just Don't Know. That is, it is incumbent upon me to do something to share as a reminder and give us a reconnection to things that we've already discussed and have spoken about that we need to not just be reminded of it but also we need to use a little forward thinking that if we have been taught one plus one equals two then it stands to reason that without additional help, we can figure out what two plus one is. All God needs to do is open the door and it is upon incumbent upon us as students of his mighty word and wisdom that we can take the next step on our own. Until such time that we are ready to take another major leap forward. So, to that end, I want to do this. I want to share the opening, or I should say, what do they call it, the... uh, the introduction to a great piece of historical work by noted historian and author George G.M. James. His work is titled Stolen Legacy. As Muslim, we have been commanded to leave certain subjects alone. So as a Muslim in the nation of Islam, I'm going to follow those instructions. But we can, by inference, deal with other subject matter that would allow those around us to exercise some forethought to make connections from one subject to the other and then blend it together and have that aha eureka moment so let's let's get into this introduction to this book we're talking about a story legacy. And for those who are thinking, you'll know where to make the bridge and connection. The characteristics of Greek philosophy. The aims of the book. Chapter one deals with Greek philosophy. It's stolen Egyptian philosophy. Now let's not get caught up on this word Egyptian, and believe it is the people that occupy that area of land now, because they're noted Egyptians of antiquity like you and I every brother off the corner 8th Avenue and 125th Street the teachings of the Egyptian mysteries reached other lands centuries before it reached Athens the authorship Of the individual doctrines. Is extremely doubtful. Three. Chronology of Greek philosophers. Is mere speculation. And please pardon me my sniffling. I suffer from a sinus condition called. When the weather gets cold. And because I have my tonsils and adenoids. My sinuses close up. Do I have a cold? No. But my sinuses will close up to protect me (laughs) from the cold. Number four. The compilation of the history of Greek philosophy was the plan of Aristotle executed by his school. That's what's dealt with in chapter one chapter 2 so called Greek philosophy was alien to the Greeks and their conditions of life the period of Greek philosophy from 640 BC to 322 BC was a period of internal and external wars and was unsuitable ...for the producing philosophers. Chapter 3 deals with... ...Greek philosophy... ...was and is... ...the offspring... ...of the Egyptian mystery system. Part 1... ...the Egyptian theory of salvation... ...became the purpose of Greek philosophy... Circumstances of identity between the Egyptian and Greek systems are shown. The abolition of Greek philosophy with the Egyptian mystery identifies them. How the African continent gave its culture to the Western world. Note the language gave its culture to the Western world. I'll say that again. Gave its culture. It's nothing that need to be stolen. It's nothing that need to be usurped. It was nothing that needed to be lied about. We gave it to you. Freely. Why? Because you're a human being in need of knowledge. Part two of chapter three is about Greek philosophy is stolen Egyptian philosophy as identified in the Journal of Pan-African Studies. Chapter four. The Egyptians, by design, educated the Greeks. Part one. The Effects of the Persian Conquest. Part 2. Effects of the Conquest of Egypt by Alexander the Great. Part 3. Egyptians were the first to civilize the Greeks. Let me say that again. The Egyptians to civilize the Greeks. Part 4. Alexander. Visits the Oracle of Amnion in the Oasis of Siwa. The question you need ask is, what is this place, the Oasis of Siwa? Well, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. That's my job. So, let's do a little bit of creative typing. Do a little homework ourselves. Let's see what this oasis of Siwa is and where it's at. The oasis of Siwa is in Egypt. Why did Alexander go there? What was he looking for? Why did he go visit the oracle? The oracle of Siwa is the prophet that lives there. The wise man that lived there or the wise woman that lived there who gave knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to those who took the time to visit. <coughs> Alexander went there looking for understanding. Chapter five reads The pre Socratic philosophers and the teachings ascribed to them. One, the earlier Ionian philosophers and their doctrines. Part two, Pythagoras and his doctrines. Part three, the eclectic philosophers and their doctrines. Part four, the later Ionian philosophers and their doctrines. Part five of the summary summary of conclusions concerning the pre Socratic philosophers and the his qualities and four elements A, the doctrines of the early Ionic, the Eclectic and Later Ionic philosophers, and Pythagoras are traced directly to their Egyptian origin. B. the doctrine of the four qualities and four elements as well is traced to its Egyptian origin C plagiarism shown to be a common practice among the Greek philosophers who borrow from one another but chiefly from Pythagoras Obtained his ideas from the Egyptians And I'll come back to that a little bit later The doctrine of the Adam By Democritus Is traced to its Egyptian origin As well as his large number of books He taught nothing new I'm going to stop right there What am I driving toward? This history of scientific advancement, this history of educational exploration and thought did not originate with those to whom the school systems apply it to. Do they know that Greek philosophy is a misnomer? It is an untruth? Do they know that the Egyptian mystery system parented, piloted, directed, and taught the concepts and ideas of Greek philosophy? Sitting by millennia. Do they know these things? Well, if Mr. James can find the information, collect it, categorize it, quantify it, authenticate and verify it, did they know this before he did? The answer to the question is simply, yes. So why did they lie? Why do they lie? Why should they lie? Because it is a matter of he who controls your thoughts controls your life. He who dictates your mind controls your thinking. He who dictates the food you take into your spirit dictates the outcome of what you are and become. Did God make niggas or did they? And people strip of a knowledge of self and kind, their language, their culture, and their God. The Egyptian mystery system's mandate was that no one taken in as an initiate, meaning a student, is to take credit for nor write down what they learn and are taught why because knowledge belongs to no one it is the birthright of all to have all the books attributed to the tonic philosophers being Aristotle Plato and what's the other guy I can't remember what his name is at the moment Socrates, is his name, these men, by no mathematical stretch of imagination could produce the documentation attributed to them under the conditions in which they said these documents were produced, nor did their people have knowledge of these things for these men to learn it. It has been authenticated. And proven beyond any doubt, be they reasonable or extraneous, that these three men all were educated in Egypt. Pythagoras in the Pythagorean theorem. Did he come up with this mathematical ideal? No, he did not. It was taught to him but it is upon Alexander's conquering of Egypt that these men were able to then take value and credit for a body of history and work that they themselves never produced. So what am I saying? In light of the controversy surrounding the world today, when men who look to seek knowledge, wisdom, and understanding are castigated, castrated, and crucified on the cross of media for finding that knowledge and then sharing it with other seekers. Thank you, George G.M. James, for your body of work which eliminates the falsehoods of Greek philosophy because it sets the tone and a pattern of other behaviors to follow. That being said, dear friends, this is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown, and just because Barry Gordon took Motown to LA does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. Keep the faith, man. Keep the faith. And to that end, and with that said, when we come back after this brief break, we will be reminded. By the honorable minister Ruth Horak how to understand Master Fard Mahind. We'll be right back. This is the DJ,
1: DJ, DJ, DJ yeah. Good Man. Goons, man.
2: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is not so mad plans, but your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. And as I I promised, there are no words need to be said, only to be to
0: start it. Come on, brother.
1: The world is expecting him, but it doesn't know him. He comes in quiet. Since you don't know me, I'm coming without. Observation. It don't mean you can't see me. You just don't know what you're looking at. So you're looking but can't see. You cannot observe.
0: Go ahead, brother. Go ahead.
1: See, and men of that kind of power, they can come just like we come. You don't know me. I don't know you. I can't look at you and see what's in your brain. You can't look at me and see what is in my brain. But if I demonstrate, you can say, ooh. Like sometimes you meet a man that's a master at his art, Come on, brother. karate and you walk up on him he's so humble you fear you could knock him down look nigga don't tell me and you jump all in his face and he acts cool and backs up you say I, I told you that nigga was scared of me and then you see him in a demonstration you say oh, oh. I almost got myself killed Go
0: ahead brother go ahead
1: So You don't know anybody just by looking at them. You only know them by the demonstration that they make manifest. Do you hear me? So there was no sense for him to talk because talk would not make the people believe. He had to demonstrate who he was. And how would he demonstrate? Boy, he chose a difficult thing to do he would come to the west and he would walk among the dead and to show his power, he would raise one from the dead. Now that's very heavy. That's really something. Now you figure, look, you, you know somebody that you love is dead? Yeah, a lot of people. Suppose I said to you, you know somebody that you love is dead? I'd like to bring them back for you. You say, wait a
0: minute.
1: I mean, I love them, but I don't know whether I'm ready to see them. Go ahead,
0: brother. Go ahead.
1: Are you sure you can do that? Sure. Go ahead. Where did you bury him? And if you took me out to the cemetery and I said a few words and whatnot, and all of a sudden they start coming up out that casket, either you dropped there <laughs> from sight, or you would know that this man got some extraordinary power because he can do something that no man had ever done before. Now, Master Farad Muhammad didn't do that. But he did something equal to and superior to that. To show forth his power, I just want you to see something. He takes an unlearned man who only went, completed the fourth grade of school. On welfare. He meets him in Detroit. And he teaches this man for three years and four months. That's all. And he says, well, in other words, you got it now. Go ahead. I'm with you. But I have my own work I have to do. And I will meet you at another time. And he leaves. Nobody knows where he went. He's just gone. But he leaves a witness of himself behind. And then everybody jumps on his man. And they rise up against him, claiming that he's a false man. They bring him to prison. They chase him. They try to kill him. But after 12 years, he's out. And he begins to grow right in America. The government is aware of him. They bring him before the courts and say, Elijah, you uh, trying to make your people Muslims. He said, but your people only love sports and play and fornication and rolling of the dice and drinking hard liquor. And Elijah Muhammad looked at him and said, it has been that way. He said, trying to make your people Muslims, Elijah, is like putting pants on an elephant. He said, well, I got one pant leg on already. Uh. Now look, the judge, know who he's looking at. He lets him go. Let him go and work among you because he's made you so deaf Dumb and blind, he don't think that any of you will listen to Elijah because Elijah has an impediment of speech. He doesn't speak necessarily a very uh, 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 articulate language, so he laughs at him and thinks, you won't hear him. So Elijah goes to work right in your midst, preaches the doom of the government, Come on. And then Come on. opens up the mind of the white man and goes right to the root of his brain and says, Your father made you a devil. Yes. Your father was Yaku, one of our black scientists. Now wait a minute. All y'all say, Oh, hell, that's mythology. Mythology, my foot, <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, the white man is here. How the hell did he get here? He's not a myth and what produced him is not a myth, and he's a baby on the earth, where did he come from? If you are asleep and the white man is awake, when did you go to sleep? And if a white man is ruling you asleep, you can't judge him as wise. He's not wise ruling you asleep. He'll only be considered great if he can rule you after you are awake. And there's no awakened black man on earth that the white man can rule. You got eyes, but you can't see, ears can't hear, tongue can't speak. You're on a dead level. You live like the lower animals, though you were made to be in the likeness of God Himself. So he raised one man up from the dead, Elijah. Elijah means God is with us. Foreign to us child is born. The name Emmanuel means God is present. How do you know God is present? Because the blind can see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, the lame walk, and the dead are being raised to life. Niggers who are afraid of everything and everybody stand up boldly and talk to the enemy and back the enemy up. That's what Malcolm wants. He was a convict that Elijah touched. And you saw the presence of God in Malcolm X. Malcolm was different than Martin. Martin would want to get along with white folk. Malcolm kicked their backside, brother. White people feared Malcolm. They pushed and promoted Dr. King, but they condemned Malcolm until Dr. King got some more strength and started opposing the government. Then they condemned them both. Now this man, Farad Muhammad, that we've never seen, but his guidance was in Elijah Muhammad. And Elijah put the guidance all out there in the public now you find yourself thinking thoughts that black men never thought before. It is not an accident. You don't just come up with thinking dead people do not think. So if you thinking today somebody caused you to think, somebody acted on you or your mother, the books you're reading today have been affected by Elijah Muhammad. All your scholarship, you black nationalists that don't want to recognize Elijah Muhammad, you're not quoting all out of Gavi. You quoting Garvey, you quoting Joe Nobuju Ali, but you heavily copying Elijah Muhammad. But you don't use his name, you use Malcolm's name. But when you use Malcolm, you're saying Elijah because Malcolm was Elijah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Before Elijah Muhammad left us. He began talking very strong. Always talking strong, but this time he was talking strongly about himself. He said, you've been looking for that Jesus. He said, I am he. I'm telling you what he said. He said, you've been praying for that one. He said, I am he. Before, he would never talk like this. But in the end, he was telling you and me who he was and said to us, very straightforward, he said, I, in the name of Allah, I will bring down the judgment on this people. I, a black man born among you, will judge the white man. Listen now, man, I... I don't really give a damn whether you believe or disbelieve. But I got a job to do and I'm going to do my job. And my job is to make his great commission known, brother. You don't even realize how great a people you are that the Messiah that the whole world is looking for would come right up out of you. He would be a man raised from the dead, not out of the cemetery. You are the dead and one would come up from among you that would be anointed
0: yes,
1: to crush the wicked yes, anointed by that great must master farad muhammad to crush the wicked a man with power to kill yes, a man with power to heal not a spook not a spirit no. This is why I would never change the back page of the paper that Elijah Muhammad said on point number 12 of what the Muslims we believe. And lastly, he said, we believe that Allah came in the person of Master W. Farad Muhammad, the long-awaited Messiah of the Christians, Mahdi of the Muslims. Why don't you change that fire for what? <laughs> yes, if a man comes to set down the government of America,
0: yes.
1: set down the wicked, yes, yes. you can't say that's man's work. That's the work of the omnipotent God. And if yes. it came in a man, then he's correct when he said Allah came in the person of a man. Yes, because the power that Master Farad Muhammad used to raise the dead is the power of Allah. And the power that he will use to make a man worthy to destroy the enemy is the power of Allah. Now why, Farrakhan, then, do I talk so bold? Why do I have the confidence that no weapon formed against me will prosper none whatsoever? Some devil put it in the paper, Farrakhan looking for police protection. The day that Farrakhan called for police to protect him, you better know he's a hypocrite. The hell do I need a police to protect me? I come and go as I please. And I am protected by a power bigger than police can't you tell don't you realize don't you realize that something wonderful has happened among you you didn't realize it when Elijah Muhammad was physically among you but he's dead he's not dead He's not dead. You are just like the silly Christians who saw Jesus on the cross and said, Oh, it's over. It's finished. Then in the day of Pentecost, He shows up and His disciples are preaching a resurrected Christ. That Bible is not a book of mythology. It's real. But it ain't real 2,000 years ago. It's real right now. 1986. That book is real, brother and sister. The man that the book is talking about is a man born from among you. A Jesus was in our midst. Opening the eyes of the blind. Making the deaf hear the dumb speak. The lame walk. And raising up a dead nation. And the same government that conspired against kings conspired against the Jesus. But look how great the Jesus is. See, when they think they get rid of you, God raises up a witness for you. I am Elijah Muhammad's witness. Since I am not my own teacher... Didn't teach myself. I was taught by him. Then Master Farad Muhammad was born and has now the key of the power over the universe in his hand. He raises Elijah, just like the book says. He becomes the Christ and he gives him the key to kill, destroy the wicked. Because the wicked are not destroyed by the omnipotent God. He gives it over into the hand of his servant to do the judgment. And to prove that that man is alive and well. Eight years ago, I started to rebuild the nation of Islam with nothing. No money. They say I had 10,000 followers. There was no followers. Nobody but me, one, and Brother Jabrila, And the first one that believed in me and was willing to help me was Brother Wahid. He didn't know what was going on. He saw me come out of a room with a new light. And he said, whatever it is, Brother Farrakhan, I'm with you. He didn't know what it was, but immediately I started teaching. And he was a witness that when I woke up, I started talking about the nation of Islam. And people began listening. I had my sight again. I had my focus again. I had my purpose again. I woke up in my right mind. Uh, look now, I'm telling you about your brother. A man that you are looking at and don't know what you're witnessing. You are witnessing Elijah's triumph right in me. I will not be defeated. They haven't got no brains in the world big enough to defeat Louis Farrakhan and what I represent. Not that I can't be defeated, but what I represent can't be defeated. And as long as I stay on the foundation that my father gave me, I cannot be uprooted. Yeah? I started with just a handful. My enemies were powerful. The government, Warat Dean, his followers... They laughed. A right. the nation can't be rebuilt. Right. Many of the old followers that had been trained by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they would come and look at me, but they wouldn't help me. Right. They would come around for a minute, watch, and when they didn't see me, divvying up the money with them. Yeah. Come on, that's right. They said, we'll be with you, Farrakhan. Just divvy up the money. I said, look, this ain't no gang of damn thieves (laughs) robbing a bank so we got to divvy up money. You didn't ask Elijah Muhammad to divvy up no money. Divvy up what?
0: You didn't bring
1: nothing to the pot. This is the bill of nation.
0: You get your share.
1: But we ain't dividing nothing. This ain't no spoils. We're not robbing the people. They come and they go back. Say, so that nigga ain't going to last two years. That nigga ain't going to last three.
0: That
1: nigga really gone now. When I mentioned in 1981 that Elijah Muhammad was alive. I knew I was taking a chance because I know you don't believe when you have a funeral and a body. How the hell can a man come behind that and say that Elijah Muhammad is alive physically? His son said, I washed his body. I know he's dead. I say, I know you think he's dead. He's alive. <laughs> have you seen him, Falcon? No, I ain't seen him. Have you heard from him? No, not until recently. But, no, I got to tell you, in the month of September, I heard from him. Take it or leave it alone. I really don't care nothing about what you think. I'll tell you, you can believe or disbelieve. You ain't worthy to lie to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have to lie to you To make you my brother If I wanted to lie to you The truth is so much easier If I said he's dead and gone But I'm just standing in for him That's believable You can accept that That's rational But when a man who is rational Says something that is completely irrational That he's not
0: dead
1: He's a liar and he and the mighty are together, and he has been empowered, and he backs me up, he and the mighty.
0: You can't defeat on.
1: I'm in the world to crush the wicked. He'll make me able to destroy them.
0: Come on, That's
1: what the Jews know about my future that you don't know. Come
0: on. That's
1: why they say stop him now. Don't let the nigga get where he's going, because he'll kill us all. Huh. Not me, my father. But I damn sure I'm anxious to help him. <laughs> Four years working hard, traveling like a man crazy, like Paul. And everywhere I go, there's a fire there. A man can't build a nation and organize people traveling. And for eight years, I've been on a, a like a whirlwind. And only Allah Himself and the Honorable Muhammad has kept the Muslims kept you, because certainly my hand was not personally present. So if you didn't have the faith, you couldn't continue. But I'll be home in a minute.
0: I got a few more ticks to make.
1: You just watch. You won't be able to mock Master Farad Muhammad. You won't be able to mock the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You that didn't know him, all of a sudden you hear about his student. Now remember, this is a student. This is not the teacher. This is the student. He don't know what his teacher knows. But all of a sudden, you hear the student. Maybe you you came out here some meetings, but the student started becoming prominent when you saw him with Jesse Jackson. Not that I wasn't prominent before that. That's right. Because I was drawing more people than Jesse right. before the world knew me.
0: That's right.
1: And that's a fact. That's, right. that's not vanity, that's just a fact. Right. When Jesse was running for president, I wanted to help the brother, not help myself, help the brother. I can't help it if I'm baptized in the Spirit of God. That's something that eloquence don't give you. Eloquence can't give you God's Spirit. Did you hear me? There have been many eloquent men, but they don't have the Spirit of God. I happen to possess both in abundance by God's grace. I'm full of God's spirit. You try to hide from me, I'll get you. You come in here with all kind of crazy thoughts in your mind. Don't make no difference how you come. Allah blesses me with his spirit to touch you. It's not just eloquence, but it's something communicated from the depths of me to the depths of you. And it ain't just a mind turn on. Because sometimes you may not understand all that I'm saying. But you go out and you know there's something more to that man than meets the eye. What is there to this man? Just your brother. But what is there to the man? He's a witness. He's a witness of Jehovah. He's a witness of the Christ. He's He's a witness of the Messiah. He's a witness of the mighty. This is why no matter what they do against me, look at them and look at me.
0: Come on. come
1: on. Never has a black man in the history of America sustained such a withering attack as I have sustained over a two-year period They have never took this long to knock out a black man. That's right. Come on, with it. But we dancing with them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Hey, we dancing with them. Talk about let's dance. Let's dance, white folks. Let's dance, Jews! Let's dance, Negroes! You're not gonna knock me out! Come on, brother, go ahead. Every time they come up with a blistering attack, they say, we know he's out now. Come on, brother. That's because the camera's focused on them. In the next minute, you see them wilting in the corner, yeah. under the rain of flow. White folk feel the heat of what's coming out of my mouth. They call me for a cannon. Have a cartoon of me with a big cannon for a mouth. Have one eye closed and the barrel smoking, and I got somebody else in my sight. White folk know what they're talking about, brother. They're withering under the heat that's in my mouth. And that's what your Bible teaches you. You should look for a man with a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. And I am that man. Ain't no jump up and holler session. My father made me like this. And his God made me in a way that I can't let this enemy go. I'm born into the world to fight him to the death. Sorry about that, folks. I'm born for this. And I get pleasure doing this. Yes. This is my gig. This is my job. Yes. Look at how God works. Eight years ago when I started, there were about 10 or 15 saying that they was the leader of the nation. Come on, How many are
0: (laughs) left?
1: Come on. Come on. Talk back to me. How many are left? Ain't none of them left. They're gone. I'm remaining. Why? Because I'm the legitimate one. It happened the same way with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. When he was left alone by his teacher, Master Farad Muhammad, many rose up to say they were the one. But in the end, was nobody left but Elijah and in the end again ain't nobody left but
0: Elijah. Yeah.
1: Laughed at me. Scorned me. Mocked me. But I won't laugh. Not at you who laughed at me. No, I have too much respect to laugh at people in their misery because Allah is bringing his chastisement down now on those that oppose me Why a dean is over there poor fella I don't think he's doing too good I really don't think he's doing too good not health wise not spiritual wise Brilliant man, didn't recognize Master Farad Muhammad, didn't recognize his father. And even though he says that he has the true God and the true faith, prove it. You can't prove it by the works. But if I came from nothing, with no followers, and when I first started speaking, Some of you might have been there at IPE. The first day I declared that I was going to stand for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, there were about 200 people there that day. And when I went out to speak, sometimes there'd be 100. Sometimes there'd be 200. I had nobody around me. My son and my nephew is my security here in Chicago. When I went to New York, my cousin, a female, and her husband would be my security. I was preaching.
0: All of a sudden, people
1: started coming. I don't think we did the best by the people. We did the best that we could, but we didn't do the best. Because the only way you could do the best is to be on the scene giving the guidance that is absolutely necessary to nurture people into the faith that they have accepted. But when a man is running all over the planet, I couldn't do that part. But thanks to Allah for those of you who understand and for those of you who stood with me. And now when you see people coming, you don't measure my friends and followers by what's in the final call building. That would be a serious mistake. (laughs) You know why? Because everywhere that I've gone, you have never heard me in a speech invite people to come to the final call building. Go back. My major speeches. You don't hear me going to church and say to the church, come to the final call building. I don't go to Reverend Barrett's church and tell Reverend Barrett's followers come to the Final Call building. I don't go to Jesse Jackson's followers and tell his followers, come to the Final Call building. I appreciate the fact that you invite me to your church. That's all I need is an invitation. Because once I get the invitation, I know that what I say in your church will raise the level of consciousness of you, pastor, and your people My aim is not to take the people from you, pastor. I want you to be a better pastor. But you can't be a better pastor until you have a better understanding. If God has given it to me through the honorable Elijah Muhammad, I want to share it with you that you may share it with the people. And so people are coming up, and whether you know it or not, they have a like mind. Go check it out. Go in the street, you go in the church, a man and woman be there singing, shouting. You think that they got the Holy Ghost, they do. And a Muslim sit there talking with him and saying, oh man, it's a shame. These people just jumping and frogging at the mouth. Yes, then when they stop jumping and sit down and talk with you, you say, wow, we think alike. Yeah. How you thinking alike? How did you in the final call building think alike with people that have never been inside? It's because the same teaching that is motivating you is also in the street. It's also in the church. That's why preachers now come up and defend me. Because they've been exposed to the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And they're growing up in the word. And we're beginning to think with one mind. And that's what got the Jews upset. Because they can't break that unity. I watched them on Channel 5 this morning. Did any of you see it? Jewish programs. And they had Clarence Page on. Poor fella. Just need a good spanking. (laughs) Jews wanna know what is it with this Farrakhan guy? But now they want to go deeper than what they went before. They want to understand the phenomenon because they've never been able to attack a black leader and the people stand until today. So they want to know what's different. It's time. It's time. And so, beloved, in my conclusion, this man, Master Farad Muhammad. that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us about? I mean, he's a powerful man. I've never seen him in my life. But I know he's powerful because he made the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I've watched my leader. And it's something to see ten years after he's gone, I'm just learning things that he knew so profoundly that I can say like John or like one of those disciples, I am not worthy to unlace his shoes. I am not worthy to be the soul of his shoe. I'm speaking of Elijah Muhammad. The man is just too great. And God has made him such, and by His grace, He's making me in the presence of you. And while you are looking at your brother, He's making your brother. He's making me a new sharp threshing instrument to beat up his enemies. I'm just telling you. That so London won't let me in but they may find a demonstration in London so large that they'll have to let me in in a couple of weeks by the grace of God I will leave to go around this world talking to Muslims and Christians black. Brown, red, yellow, and even some white. The message that I will give to the Islamic world, I guarantee you, by the grace of Allah, when I come back to America, if Allah pleases that I get back, the Muslim world will be solidly behind me. Listen now, listen now. I want you to think. It's something that the God has put in my head and in my heart that's going to turn the whole Muslim world on. And this is fear. Because when the Muslims are turned on, the whole world better look out. Because those few Muslims that are turned on got the world shook up. The Fedayeen, The Mujahideen. The Hezbollah the people that don't care nothing about living. If there's a tyrant, they will strap bombs to
0: themselves
1: and kill up hundreds and die and know they're going to paradise. You say it's fanatic. I don't care what you call it. It'll bring about a change. When you love life to the point where you will allow yourself to be a slave, then you are not worthy of life. But when you love freedom and recognize that only in freedom is there life, only in justice is there life, only in equity is there life, and any life without freedom, justice, and equality is no life at all, therefore life must be spent in order to get those three essentials. When a man or a woman gets to the point where you're ready to die for what you believe in, then you are ready to get what you want. I say it again. When you're ready to die for what you believe in, you're ready now to get what you want. You want life, but you're too damn cowardly to get it. Talking to you men. Because a coward won't get a damn thing in this world we want to be big men but you don't want to challenge the big men you get satisfied with just enough to feed yourself and your family so you can get a car and a house and a yacht and a baby plane and tell people yeah, I'm a prominent black businessman Yes. That's the problem with Johnson Publishing. That's the problem with Johnson Products. That's, right. That's the problem with Motown. That's, right.
0: That's
1: the problem with black business.
0: Right.
1: You get enough to be comfortable, and if you go anymore, they threaten you so you get satisfied right. because there's no army there. Right. Just give me a few days.
0: Right.
1: I'll have the army in place. So if you want to become a billionaire, go on and make the money. We'll back you up. You can't do business without an army. You got to have men that will keep your trucks rolling. When they face strife. You got to have an army that will say no, it ain't going to happen. Come on, and be ready to squeeze off several rounds to make sure. Yes, you're not going nowhere all pushed out, brother. With a stringed up head.
0: Come on, brother Mr.
1: Tongue out mine. Cocaine. Dow like a man. Punk. Die like a man. Don't die with a damn needle in your arm. Die like a man fighting for that baby in your arms. Die like a man. Come on, brother. Go
0: ahead.
1: Martin Luther King said, there's some things in life worth dying. For. If you don't have anything worth dying for, it's really not worth living for. I think freedom is worth dying.
0: For.
1: Evidently, I'm not wrong. Because all of the nations of the earth die. For freedom's sake. And right now in South Africa, little children are dying for freedom's sake. When they followed Martin Luther King and they were shot and raped in prisons, they suffered for freedom's sake. When Dr. King marched, he marched. Freedom's sake. Not a freedom for black people to oppress other human beings, but a freedom that we could enjoy what God has given us as our birthright. Freedom. Martin Luther King is dead, but he's not dead. He's alive. Because the principles of justice that he struggled for, you cannot kill with a bullet. Martin Luther King lives in those whom his principles that he lived for live in. So we don't have a holiday to celebrate the life of a man that is gone. We celebrate the life of a man that is present. Is he present? He's present if we have caught the principle Dear Dr. King you will see black and white together but not in this world's life. That you will see after the power of this world is destroyed because this world's life is geared to make black inferior and make white superior. Yes, and this world's life has to be destroyed in order that the kingdom of God may come in where color will not be something that men or women think about. Unfortunately, in this world, we've got to think about color. Some young white Muslim in London told Brother Akbar, I like Farrakhan's tape at Madison Square Garden. Eighty percent of it I can agree with. It seemed like to me he's preaching to black people, a, a form of black nationalism. And that I can't go along with. I told Brother Akbar, tell him, Is not Islam for the oppressed? Is not Prophet Muhammad a man that fought for the oppressed? Are black people oppressed? And what oppresses them? Are they not oppressed by a wicked mentality that makes them believe that they are inferior? And how can I call them to God unless I call them and make them understand that God did not make a mistake in making them black? So don't talk to me about what Islam is. I think I know what it is a little better than you. Right, boy? Don't tell me that Islam has no color in it. That's a lie. The God of Islam is he who created color. How come there's no color in it? But true Islam does not measure anybody by their color. But that is not the reality. The reality in Islam is that people are measured by their color. And that's unfortunate, but Master Farad Muhammad will end all of that. And if you listen to my take from Madison Square Garden, I begin the end of that myself. With white Muslims sitting on the rostrum behind me. I made them happy in the beginning. (laughs) And when Muhammad said there's no superiority of the white over the black or the Arab over the non-Arab, you could see them all saying, Yeah. (laughs) That's because they know they are superior. They're in a superior position over black people. So you can talk about the non-superiority, but they don't care what you talk. The reality is white Arabs rule. White Christians rule. White Jews rule. Black Jews subordinate to white Jews. Black Christians subordinate to white Christians. Black Muslims subordinate to white Muslims. That's the truth. You ain't in no position. Big shot misses. God Cardinal so-and-so. They let him
0: in. And he's kissing the papa.
1: He won't hardly be poor. Poor black Jews from Ethiopia. They're in Israel catching hell. White rabbis don't want to recognize them unless they allow the white rabbi to baptize them. And that white rabbi was not a Jew when they were Jews. That white rabbi just became a Jew yesterday. He's not a Semite. He's a European convert. Racist some of these white Muslims are saying that when the stone, the Kaaba fell from heaven, it fell from heaven and it was white in color. It really wasn't black. But when they put it in the corner and the people would come and kiss it, (laughs) and they would come there thinking they would get rid of their sins then they would pour their sins on the stone so the stone turned black with the sins of the people.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, they teach this. That's right. they yeah. brace it. That's
0: right.
1: Pigs. In the name of God. Boy, yeah. oh, but if I meet yeah. them, and I'm going looking for them.
0: Because
1: yeah. see, Master Farad Muhammad and Omni Elijah Muhammad gave me a message for them. That they cannot defeat. Black man, you're the original creation of God. Your time has come. The Messiah has come up out of you. And I am a sign of him. A student. And they scared of the student. What will they do if they see the teacher again? Yes. And now the student is here. The student is here. Yes. And some of those that I teach are out there tearing his kingdom up. Yes. Yes. What it was telling me is, boy, you don't have to go too much anymore. No. Come on, brother. Just cut loose the people that's been sitting around you all these years and let them do what you do and you get on and do the work that you are supposed to do now and that work is making a nation so beloved I thank you very much
0: thank you.
1: for listening thank you. and I pray Allah as I leave you that you will honor Dr. King in the best way possible that is to make a careful study of the man his philosophy and teaching his strength and draw from that sit down with your children and talk to them about him tell them the truth don't talk to them about just that I have a dream tell them how he was hated tell them how he walked in Cicero and was stoned tell them how the mayor didn't want him here mayor Daly Tell them how the preachers turned against him. And tell them that the same thing they did to Martin Luther King is what they did to Jesus. And what they did to Malcolm. What they did to the Elijah Muhammad. And now what they're doing to Louis Farrakhan. And maybe 10 or 15 years from now, they'll be saying, Yes, Farrakhan, he's a nice, man. And they'll forget all about these days that they was giving me hell and plotting against my life. Tell your children the truth. And then don't leave it there. You be what you admire in Dr. King. He's an example of what you are. You are already great. You just have to manifest. Submit to God. And let him polish you up. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was a piece of junk from the pile. He's shining. You can shine. I'm a piece of junk from the pile. He's working on me. I'm beginning to shine. Got a lot more stuff to pull off, but I'll be shining one of these days, real bright. It pleases Allah. If I keep the polish on and let the man with the rag do the job and don't tell him I'm shining enough, cool it, man. (laughs) I know Elijah Muhammad is the marksman, and I'm just the man holding the rifle. I hope Allah will never allow me to be stupid enough to say, okay, Elijah, cool it. I can handle this. Then you really see that the boy is nothing but a vessel. And as long as God uses him as a vessel, he's something of value. But if God ever leads me, you'll see a fool almost in the twinkling of an eye. So, beloved, don't think too much of yourself. Submit to God and let him use you for the glory of himself and for the elevation of our people. May Allah bless you all. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum.
2: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I must apologize. It had been my plan to go another hour and a half with things that I believe. So much that we just don't know that we need to be reminded of. But, but, what is it that I can say and share in the world of the sciences after hearing from the humble Mr. Muthwah? Absolutely nothing. So, if we heard from the teacher, it is time for this student to say, I. Appreciate and thank you all for tuning in to Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network this night, and be the will of Allah going into the future. To that end, Faith, baby.